Hi, my name is Michael Frank, and this is the Prefab Pod presented by Prefab Review, where we interview leading people and companies in the prefab and modular housing industry to learn more about them and make it easier for you to make decisions about your prefab or modular project. Um, today, we're interviewing Paul Newlafty. Hopefully, I didn't get your name wrong. The president at uh, Diggs Prefab and uh, New Designs. Welcome, Paul. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Michael. Great. Uh, so we're very excited to have you today. Um, I'm very uh, much looking forward to learning more about your firm. But first, I was hoping to learn a bit more about you. How do you uh, get into this business to start? Well, I, I've been doing it for 25 years. I, I practice architecture. I've also worked as a construction cost estimator, and I've worked as a project manager w- with very large general contractors in uh, San Francisco. Uh, to answer your question, I decided to build a stick frame house in Mill Valley in 2006. And being in the industry, I soon realized that the residential industry, I was having a hard time controlling my costs. And uh, through the process, um, all all the money that I had into the project in Marin, I had very little equity. And after I built and sold the house, uh, I realized that given the location in San Francisco, Mill Valley, Marin, that there had to be a better way to control costs. And uh, after that uh, experience, I uh, went ahead and did all of my projects, modular construction. So I no longer do stick frame. I built seven homes in Mill Valley, all modularized in Tahoe and also in the Oakland area. And um, I've just found that when you go into contract with a factory, you have a fixed contract, and that's a good way to control your construction costs in in a market in the in the greater metropolitan areas of LA and San Francisco. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so uh, I've been to your website, um, and I've seen um, you have both ADU designs on your website, but also what looks like a bunch of custom homes. Um, can you sort of explain, sort of like? the variety of the types of homes um, and, and projects you take on. Um, and yeah, that would be uh, great. Absolutely. Uh, so yes, a year and a half ago, I went ahead and uh, launched my ADU designs. And uh, we have built a total of five of them so far in the uh, Bay Area. And we're having a lot of fun with it. Um I launched my factory two years ago after uh, working with many, many factories throughout California. And um, I realized that this was something that I felt on a design build basis, it would make more sense for me to branch out, take my construction background as a project manager and marry my architecture and construction and cost estimating as one package. And that's what we're offering uh, right now. I have a team that is also a general contractor that does our custom homes. We're currently doing a 4,000 square foot uh, eight module project that's going to be going into uh, San Rafael. It's all custom. Uh, Many of my projects in the Bay Area and also down in LA, uh, the planning and design review process is the same process as any other custom stick frame project. That process can take anywhere from six months up to two and a half years. That's just that's just the nature of the beast in California in uh, 
these these areas. We have to go through the neighborhood um, HOA or design review process. Uh, but, but the homes that I'm doing are all 100% custom, and I've never been able to do the cookie cutter designs on hillsides. And uh, and it also I focus on my clients' wishes of what they want. One of my projects in Marin has 21 foot ceilings with floor to ceiling glass overlooking the Bay and San Francisco. Um, I, I don't have any limits with modular construction and designs, and I, I do have a lot of fun with it. Got it. That's great. So so that's pretty cool. So I, I actually haven't seen um, sort of this complete full stack offering that much. And again, <laughs> I think we, we've helped people with a few hundred projects this year. So you're saying that you actually will be the architect. Um, you'll be the prefabricator or manufacturer. And then it sounds like you also, you have a, um, you'll also, will you also do the kind of foundation and general contracting work. Is that what you're saying? We are doing that. So the, the recent project that we just delivered in Santa Cruz, uh, we're trying to uh, limit the risk of homeowners where sometimes you have between the architectural office and the general contractor, you have a disconnect. We're trying to minimize that disconnect. So my production manager at Diggs Prefab located in Newman, it's about 90 miles out of Oakland, uh, we also are coming out on site as the general contractor to do what we call the stitch. And we are stitching the modules together. We're doing the crossover connections, the MEP, which is mechanical, electrical, plumbing, and fire sprinkler connections, uh, as well as the seismic and foundation connections. So uh, we delivered eight modules in Santa Cruz. It's a 2,000-square-foot house with a 500-square-foot uh, ADU up over a garage. And uh, we built that project, which was 2,500 square feet. We built that in five months. And uh, we set it on its foundation in two days. And then what? It took like another what, eight weeks of finishing after that or something. That like is that. correct. That's correct. So wood yeah. flooring and buttoning up of some siding. Uh, this was an exciting project for me because this is one of the first projects where uh, we were able to take the lead uh, and I was able to do things my way uh, rather rather than relying on other factories where I had to curtail my designs to meet their needs. And I was able to do, we were able to do all the siding on the exterior of this house as well as all the overhangs and the roofing, uh, sheetrock. We, we, it was a pretty turnkey project for the clients. That's great. That sounds awesome. Um, we've definitely, we've definitely seen, um, I, right. Like I actually think one of the most, uh, sort of value added things that the factories or the architect can bring is a, a really sort of synced in local builder. Cause we've seen scenarios where yeah, things are not as synced in and that's a little more challenging. So yeah, that's great. It, it is challenging. And I've been through those, um, uh, sagas and it's not fun and when you're delivering 25 to 27,000 pound modules coming up a hillside uh you know there's a lot of moving parts and you have to work with a company that is going to it's going to it needs to be cohesive and we need to work together with that cool so so what areas are you serving i guess right like the the sort of counter of having doing a lot of the stuff yourself right is just uh you're probably not serving Boston, right? Um, I'm I'm, adver- I'm advertising in the uh, on the East Coast in uh, New York and Boston areas. However, 
I am a I am a boutique and uh, we we work one on one with my clients and uh, we uh, all of my projects are designed in Revit with a 3D modeling BIM. And uh, so, you know, I, I'll take my laptop with my clients. We, we will design the projects around a kitchen table together and uh, we're a team. And I, I really focus on design build rather than design bid. But to answer your question, I am servicing pretty much the West Coast. Many of my projects are in the Bay Area. Many of my projects are in Marin. Uh, I We just finished um, through the design review process for 12 single family homes in North Hollywood. And I am picking up some more work down in LA. Um, LA uh, right now is just passed an ordinance, which is ex- extremely exciting, is that they are now um, going through the process of allowing tiny homes on wheels as legal and rentable uh, ADUs. Uh, San Luis Obispo, Fresno, Santa Clara is just passing the law and San Diego. And uh, so that's exciting news. If we can try to bypass uh, some of the some of the uh, process and hurdles that we have to go through with the planning and building department for and, and deliver uh, an ADU that's 400 square feet. It's going to reduce the cost and we're able to just basically leave it on the wheels and, and tow it right back into someone's backyard. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I actually, we've, we've done a lot of AD. I do want to talk more about ADUs because we've been really pretty excited by the, uh, the other new laws in terms of, um, you know, 60 day permitting and four foot setbacks and stuff like that. But I didn't know about the, uh, the wheels thing. Um, I guess, yeah, right. Like, I guess that at very least probably saves you a bunch on foundation costs and stuff like that. It, it really does. And we're advertising an ADU. I can, I can deliver uh, up to a 400 square foot ADU. It will look and smell just like any other constructed uh, residence, two by six studs, 16 inches on center. We use uh, two by uh, 12 floor joists, 16 inches on center. It's a very uh, sturdy house. Uh, we have to comply to all the building codes, local and, and uh, through the state. Uh, but the beauty of that is correct. We, we can deliver it with a VIN number. It basically comes out with a, a DMV tag. And with LA and San Diego being on the, uh, on the front end of this, I, I think it's going to be a very exciting uh, thing that we can start offering to clients where we don't have to go through all the foundation and things that are going to hold us up with the city and planning departments. Right. That makes total sense. Um, yeah, that's, that's very cool. I, I'll be, I'll, I'll definitely be interested to learn more about that. I, I'm guessing that that's going to end up being a, uh, like a no short term rentals kind of law. So you know, mostly based on creating long-term housing, but it'll be interesting to learn more about all those sort of nuances. I think it's the wild, wild west right now with ADUs, and I think we're all learning, and uh, the codes are constantly changing. But as you may know, California has now passed the law that any single-family house is allowed a, an ADU up to uh, 1,000 square feet, up to 1,200 square feet for a detached uh, unit. But then also you're allowed a JADU, a junior ADU within the footprint of a single family house, uh, which is 500 square feet. Um, the code is also allowing now multifamily projects, multifamily apartment buildings up to two ADUs detached for rentable units. So 
Um, I, I think it's a very exciting times for affordable housing. Right. So let's break down. Uh, so let's break down costs. Uh, I think that's one of the things that no one, no one likes quoting, right? Because every project's different. Um, but let's sort. Of, let's talk about one of your projects. Let's. You can call it a Mill Valley project. You can call it, you know, an Oakland project. But basically, thinking about like, you know, in an expensive area of California, which it sounds like is mostly where you operate. Uh, can we like go through sort of let's just say a standard. ADU in a stand. Let's start with a standard single family home, say two or three thousand square feet. Um, what is the uh, like? I don't know if you want to talk about total price or price per square foot, um, but I mean, obviously, you're sort of a part of each of those components. Can you help me break down, like, you know, what what the module cost tends to be for a project with you? What the architectural and design costs tend to be? And then what sort of the other costs? I have sort of numbers in my head for the market, but I'd be great to understand if I like, you know, said, hey, go work with new designs, kind of a general range of what these things might be. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I really try to pride myself of providing uh, loan to value cost estimates. So I I provide those 100% free. I want to make sure that it's not only feasible for the client, but also uh, my company. And so to answer your question, uh, we uh, soft costs, we, we always have soft costs. And I, I have the question many, many times where clients are looking to uh, a general contractor to either stick frame or modularize. And the one, the one component that uh, I see that clients are not thinking about are the soft costs, the permits. Uh, a permit for a, a single family house in Mill Valley can cost anywhere from thirty to fifty thousand dollars. A water meter in Marin can cost up to seven thousand dollars, but a water meter up in the Oakland Hills can cost up to fifty-nine thousand dollars. So those are things that we all have to take into consideration, as well as the civil grading drawings. Uh, but in a nutshell, uh, with all those soft costs, PG&E, uh, East Bay Mud, or our Marin Municipal Water, or down in LA, uh, as well as the permit costs, uh, building permit fees, architectural, structural engineering, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, fire sprinkler drawings, you're looking roughly at about $100 a square foot uh, for those soft costs. For the site costs, uh, many of my projects we're looking at, and this is based on a 3,000 square foot house. Right. We, can't, we can't use that for a 400 square foot ADU. That's right. a little different. Yep. Uh, for a foundation, you're looking at anywhere from 100 to 150 dollars a square foot, uh, with the strict measures with uh, uh, drainage and the civil grading drawings that we have to do. We can't just, you know, we can't dump water right into the streets any longer. We have to mitigate that, and the water has to be treated with bioswells that we see all over parking lots throughout throughout California. Uh, residential homes have to do that also, but you're looking. Uh, for about $100 to $150 for all of your site costs, including your, your utility trenching, your PG&E, all the infrastructure, that all the things that you're not going to see after the house is complete. Uh, for the modules itself, uh, we're going to be ranging anywhere from $177 a square foot to $200 a square foot. And that's for a 3,000 square foot house that will have everything, all your uh, sheetrock, flooring, cabinets, uh, all the inspections will be done. It's a, it's a very turnkey package. 
you know, and, and also when these modules come together, even for myself that I uh, live and sleep my project, I'm very passionate about my designs, but even when the modules come together and I'm walking through these houses, I forget where the modules begin and where they ended. And so uh, you're looking at a very custom, custom high-end house. Um, most of my clients in Mill Valley, Santa Cruz, uh, parts of Oakland and Tahoe, they're gaining very, very good equity going this process. So, for example, uh, two of my projects in Marin, um, I have disclosed land to my clients. So I'll use an example of a project, which was approximately a little over 2,000 square feet. Um, they paid $375,000 for the land all in with the construction and all the soft costs as I was speaking with the land and the construction they were into that project 1.6 million but it appraised for 2.2 million and so uh, we use lenders we use umqua bank uh, yeah, they're, they're in Northern they're, California they're fantastic and they will they will fund up to 75% loan to value all of my projects in Mill Valley use umqua and uh, I've had two other projects, uh, same scenario, uh, all in land and construction. One project on a hillside with views of uh, Sausalito and the city, uh, all in. They were into the project 1.7 million, but it appraised for 2.7 million. So uh, I will I will not do stick frame construction any longer. I with with this process, uh, I I feel that it's foolproof, and my clients are gaining very good equity. And the project in Santa Cruz is a very good example. Uh, land construction, they're roughly into that project, $1 million, and they will be putting it on the market between $1.6 to $1.7. So there's a good opportunity for someone to make some money or just have equity. Yeah, I think that's true. I think it, I, I find that, like, unfortunately or maybe fortunately, um, this tends to be, right, like, it's basically – the costs don't vary that much between like a high end area of mill Valley and maybe a less expensive area outside Santa Cruz. So it seems like a lot of this tends to be around location Um, because if, you know, if new construction, like, as you said, in Marin can be, you know, you can sell for a thousand or $1,100 per square foot. It sounds like your projects are probably in the, what, like four to five fifty a square foot. Um, a typical example like this um so there's some delta absolutely yes and you know and then but then you also have to compare it to site built construction that can range anywhere from 500 to a thousand dollars a square foot i when i when i built in mill valley i couldn't control the change orders and i'm in the industry and uh this process uh the factories and and in my factory we we offer a fixed contract not only for the uh, not only for the uh, the modules, but uh, for the site stitch, we we, we want to make sure that we are you know protecting the clients as much as possible, and we we try to make sure that we're dotting our eyes and crossing our t's because if 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 this was an easy process to build in California, everybody would be doing it, and and it's not an easy process. There's a lot of moving parts to this. Cool. So so let's talk about your ADU projects. Um, so I guess <laughs> everyone says this sort of, I talked to in the industry that kind of like, I, I don't know if I'd call them advertising, but the, like sort of the advertised plans on sites are sort of, 
they're sort of to spark the imagination. Um, it sounds like that's similar with you guys and sort of how have you thought about the ADU market? Where are the kinds of places you're building these? What are the use cases? It'd be great to understand more about sort of your practice on yeah. the drilling side. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I have uh, of the last five to six ADUs that I've just built, it's, it's interesting because I think this ADU law will be changing our family values, the fabric of our cities. And I, I think it's a fantastic thing. And I had a project in Danville where um, the family, the parents, uh, their son had uh, recently married and they, uh, their kids, uh, you know, obviously were having difficulty finding a house to purchase. And so they, they built, um, they built a 1000 square foot, three bedroom ADU in their backyard uh, for their, for their kids. And I'm seeing that a lot throughout, throughout the projects that I'm working with. Um, I've also had, uh, clients in Mill Valley that are, you know, they have the, the very large, uh, mortgage payment and they're thinking, look, you know, this is, this is expensive for us. Why don't we rent out our main house and, and live in the, uh, the backyard ADU? And I have two projects like that. And so, it's not only for just affordable housing for renters, but it's also changing how we look at things and how it's, it's for our, our kids. And uh, so, I, again, I think it's a very exciting process right now. Um, we delivered a 275-square-foot uh, ADU in Oakland, uh, in the flats of Oakland uh, near Berkeley. Uh, we built that over the summer. We built uh, that in 12 weeks. And the family, the family built that for, uh, uh, for their in-laws and parents to come and visit so that they can be visiting with their grandchildren. So that's what I'm seeing that's happening right now. It's, it's, it's starting to, uh, to have extended families, uh, living, living with us, but also having the privacy that we all desire. God, that's, yeah, we're, we're seeing the same thing. Okay. So, so it's been great to learn a bit about your, uh, your firm and your practice. Um, but I want to transition uh, to our fire round. Um, these are a bunch of short questions um, really to help make me and the audience sort of smarter on general issues we think about uh, when building a prefab or modular homes or at least evaluating the idea of it. Um, so I'll ask you a couple of quick questions and you know, do your best to keep your answer to one minute or less, but we, sure. we don't have too harshly. Um, so first question um, which is sounds like you're very qualified to answer given all the work you do in hilly areas. If I'm thinking about building on a hill or thinking about site selection, um, right, uh, versus like a flat lot, what are the key things to understand in terms of cost, differences, feasibility, et cetera? Like what are the things you look at when you're evaluating? Is this site appropriate or not? Well, number one, is it buildable? And that's something that we have to do our due diligence. I, I let all of my clients know, if you find a parcel of land and we go to the planning department and it's zoned for a single family and it meets the setbacks, we need to do a little bit of a feasibility study on the on the interim to make sure that it is something that not only can the clients afford, but it, it's something that um, you know it, it's something that uh, we can build on. Not all not all land in California is buildable. There's a reason why it's vacant, and so we have to find out what that is. Whether there's an easement running through it and so uh, it's always better to build on a flat lot. We see a lot of uh, hillside lots around California that are uh, which would appear to be affordable, 
But what do you have to do to those lots to make them buildable? And uh, if you have to dump in another $500,000 into a $75,000 hillside lot, you have to see if that's actually worth it. Um, the flat lots are, are, uh, are easier to work with if you can find an infill. So, uh, but the cost variations I've, I've had, I, we just recently did a hillside upslope. The foundation on that was $300,000 and, uh, we're still building to the same building code, just like any other custom stick frame house. So when, when my clients find a lot, uh, we will do a loan to value estimate and make sure that it's something that will fit their budget. And that's, 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 that's what I try to do. Got it. Do you find that you need geotech, um, like to make that assessment, or is that more for all the permitting related issues and foundational issues versus like understanding feasibility? Absolutely. When I have my clients looking at a three hundred thousand dollar lot or a five hundred thousand dollar lot, and the seller has not provided a soils report or a geotech report or a survey, uh, I, I I let my clients know uh, right at the beginning. Look, uh, if the seller isn't going to do this, and this is something that you really want, uh, I would I would suggest tying up the land in escrow, putting your earnest deposit down, tying it up for three weeks so we can do our feasibility study. But uh, paying paying three thousand dollars for a survey and paying three thousand dollars for a soils report or a reconnaissance report uh, that that's a drop in the bucket as far as what you could be doing if this if this land that you're paying three or five hundred thousand dollars for and you close escrow to find that it's something that you cannot afford. So I always let my clients know write the check for the soils report and write write the check for the survey to make sure that this is something that you want to move forward with. Um, cool. Okay, uh, we have. T- um, two more questions. Question. No, next question is, it sounds like you've done some work with HOAs. Um, that's been one of the sort of most interesting learning processes for us here over the last six months or so, right? Like we're doing one project on an HOA where I think the design standards were written in the 90s and they require windows that like aren't even being manufactured anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, how, and I, my impression is that's not... A, uh, that's not a rare occurrence where stuff like this happens in sort of more tony areas all the time. Sure. Um, uh, do you have a set of best practices for, for dealing with these kinds of issues? Well, I, I've, de- I've dealt with a HOA in Mill Valley and it with HOA was back in the 60s. And so to answer your question, yes, we, we have to we have to bring the HOA to modern times, obviously, but that HOA is in place. And so we have to design within their guidelines, like Sea Ranch. We have to design within those guidelines and make sure that the house is going to fit compatibly to, within the surrounding location. So um, I can design anything. I, I can design, a, I, I, I do modern designs, but I've also have done craftsmen and I've also had to do a Victorian design in downtown Point Richmond, which was five uh, uh, three-story live-work lofts where the city said we need, this is a historical zone. So we can design anything within the area um, to make sure that it fits. Cool. That makes sense. And then f- finally, uh, let's go through – we talked about this a little bit before – if I'm thinking about, let's say, building with you guys or you know someone else like you guys, where you know it's really a custom home built for the lot and built for my specifications. Let's run through. What am I looking at for timing of each component? From let's say saying 
assuming that I'm a motivated person who's not, doesn't want to spend 18 months on a design. Um, yeah, let's break it. Can we break it down some for, sort of from feasibility to design to permitting to, as we sort of said, construction and fi- finishing? Absolutely, and uh, it, it this this you know this depends on the jurisdiction and, and what city we are working with. The quickest project I had was in Point Richmond, which took me from from uh, took me six months uh, from the pre-construction phase to design review phase to developing the construction documents, to having a permit in hand. Uh, actually, Santa Cruz took me three months. Santa Cruz was a pleasure to work with. And so we had a permit in hand uh, within three months, and we were ready to build the project. Now, if I'm dealing in L.A., L.A.B.D., North Hollywood, Mill Valley, San Francisco, you know, those projects can take anywhere from uh, two and a half to three years for just your planning approval. And so that doesn't have anything to do with modular construction or stick frame. That's just the planning process. Uh, one thing I want to add is, which is which I which always excites me, is that once we have the planning approval, wherever that is through design review, uh, we bypass the building department. We take the uh, we take the construction documents to the state of California, and I run all of my construction documents through the state. I can get a building permit after the local jurisdiction approval in roughly two weeks. And we can start construction on the house immediately in the factory. Now, while we're getting, while we're in construction with uh, the house and the factory, I'll take the construction documents back to the building department for the foundation review only. And there's a reduction in fees on that. So uh, it, it helps that along the way, and we'll have to wait for the foundation. It could be two to three months for the building department to review the foundation. But we will be working with the house, building it while we're getting the foundation approved. Got it. Cool. That, that's good to know. Um, well, thank you. This has been um, really great learning both about you and getting your expertise in all these other kind of aspects of uh, building and design. Um, final question. We ask this to everyone um, every time we do one of these. What are you most excited about going forward for either your company or sort of for the industry for the near future? Well, I, I'm very excited about the, the ADU laws and I'm very excited about the tiny homes. Uh, I think this is a great, great avenue for all of us to put an ADU in our backyard. It, it provides rental income. It provides a place if we would like to rent out our main house live in that and travel. I think it's, um, given these times, I think this is something that is going to start changing our family values. And I think it's a really good thing. That, that, that excites me. Uh, I totally agree. Thanks again, Paul, for uh, being on the show. Um, for more information about digs to go and new designs, check out uh, digs gocom And as always, if you're interested in uh, learning more about prefab and a variety of companies in general, you can visit us at prefabreview.com. Thanks again.